Hi, and welcome to Breakfast with the 6FB. I'm Zoe Whitman, I'm in Bristol, and I'm jo I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. how are you? Hi. I'm good, Zoe, are you? I'm really well, thank you. Um, so today we're joined by Abigail Rogers. Um, Abby is a mindset coach and hypnotherapist, and Abby's come on to talk to us about confidence. Um, but before we get started, let me just tell you about how you can connect with us. So we, uh, the best place to connect with us is in our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. And I want to let you know that starting on the 24th of August, we're going to be running a free challenge, a five-day challenge about how to attract clients on LinkedIn. Now, you need to be part of our Facebook community to get involved with that. So if you're not already in the group, group join us um, at the six figure bookkeepers club and then we'll start uh, we'll share more information about it in the group so let's get started abby how are you today good yeah very well thank you i am it's a gorgeous sunshiny day uh, and yeah. didn't do too badly on the sleep front last night with my two kids so um we are raring and ready to go <laughs> Um, I should add, so Abby and I know each other from networking, and um, and the first time I came across, uh, sort of met Abby, we were we were at a networking event. It was a mum's networking event, wasn't it? And um, and Abby had done a little uh, five minutes presentation, I think, about um, her, what she was doing in her hypnotherapy business, and gave a really good story about uh, why she started to get interested in this and then I went up to Abby and I said I have to talk to you and we ended up having like spending some time together on my mindset so I thought it would be a really good idea to get Abby on today and um, to help uh, bookkeepers in our group. Abby do you want to start by telling us a bit about what got you into mindset coaching and hypnotherapy? Yeah absolutely so I always had struggled with confidence and um, was very very kind of self-conscious and very, very driven at the same time. So I wanted to do lots of exciting things in life, but I was just held back by these fears and nerves and things. So um, I, I actually had an optical business and I was running that um, pretty much single-handedly, but I used to find that things like dealing with the staff was absolutely terrifying. Um, and even kind of driving in to see clients in the morning, I'd be quite nervous sometimes and just kind of panicking about this whole day full of stuff ahead of me. and. Um, Never mind dealing with all the red tape and paperwork and everything that went along with it. Um, and yeah, I was I was kind of coping with that and thinking I'm fine, all, all good, I'm managing, I'm a positive person, getting through this well. Um, but I was trying to train at the same time as a singer, so I wanted to be a professional singer. And I wasn't really loving my job, but I kind of thought maybe that's my avenue out of things. But I had this horrible stage fright um, and just eventually thought, look, I'm I'm doing this feel the fear and, and do it anyway thing. I'm faking it till I make it and I'm not making it. It's just getting worse and worse. Um, so desperate measures, I'll go and try some hypnotherapy. I was quite a big skeptic. I didn't really think it would do much, but um, actually I discovered it was really science-based and that, that really surprised me. Um, and within a few sessions, the stage fright had gone. Um, but also I just suddenly felt able to cope and able to manage this business and cope with the staff and, and eventually kind of see my way out of it and see myself um, into a new career. So it, it made a huge difference just to my state of mind and general well-being as well. And I thought, hmm, I'm, I'm curious about this hypnotherapy thing. I have to go and find out what that's all about. So I studied it um, and just within a couple of months I was hooked and sort of seeing the difference I was making for clients just with basic relaxation never mind the hypnotherapy stuff was was incredible so um so it's grown from there and I just got fascinated by the mind and how it works and how we can nail those limiting beliefs and self-doubts and 
get where I want to be. <laughs> fascinating. I I have myself um, used hypnotherapy in the past okay. for for a few things. I was I was being bullied at work when I was about twenty. Oh, yeah, at twenty, and yeah. um and the and I was physically feeling sick every day going into work, and I didn't know what to do, and I knew I had to get stronger. Yeah. Um, and and I, it's funny because now I look at myself now and how much I've grown as a person yeah. and think how differently I would deal with it now. But back yeah. then, but it takes time and and um, time's great and, you know, experience is great and it builds up your experience and how to deal with situations. But I just didn't know what no. to do and how to deal with it. And, and, and it really did help me. And actually what it helped me make a decision was to have enough confidence to leave that job and yeah. go elsewhere because I, I I didn't even have the confidence to find another job because I'd been made to feel so you know useless. Yeah. Um, so, but it did it was great for that. And actually, I'm I'm using what RTT therapy at the moment. Ooh, I'm having yeah. some yeah. So I'm I I've got a regular tape that I listen to every day at the moment and it's helping me. And so I'm a great believer in this. And I and actually thinking back to that moment back then when I was twenty and how much and how much I've used it over time. I, it's it's amazing and it has really really helped um but don't I, I find sometimes and like you said there you felt the fear and mm -hmm. did it anyway yeah. and I find a lot of people in our group in our six-figure bookkeepers club and the bookkeepers I speak to mm -hmm. they are really driven to do the study yeah they they are really driven that they want to help people and they've got that kind heart and they really know that they can make a difference yeah but sometimes the fear stops them in their tracks to even taking on their first client. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that first jump is a really big, how do we get our mindset into a place where we can feel the fear and do it anyway? How, how do we do that? So very often, um, anything like that, it's such a big change in life. We're just suddenly asking ourselves to do something that is way outside our comfort zone that we've never done before, like we know we've got all the knowledge, um, but our brain starts to fixate on what we still might not know and on how badly this could go <laughs> with this first client. You know, we're kind of telling ourselves all these stories about how it's going to be a disaster. Um, and we keep doing that over and over again. And we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and to get it all right the first time round. Um, and we just kind of talk ourselves up into a, a little ball of frustration and nerves and worry. Um, so I think it's definitely one of those things where, um, with practice, we start to kind of feel that, um, it's, it's easier. Um, but tackling that very first time, you, you want some strategies to kind of go in there and, and be more confident. And I think, I think maybe a big part of it is just kind of letting go of that expectation that you need to be absolutely perfect first time around and just kind of treating it as it's fine that I'm learning, um, and treating it as a bit of a uh, an adventure, maybe in a sort of yeah journey, rather than just expecting you to be um, where somebody who's been doing this for ten years might be. So we, we do that, don't we? We compare to people that have got so much more um, experience behind them and expect ourselves to be that thing. Um, and it's just unfair pressure that we find on ourselves. Um, but also, it's it's nice to kind of step into seeing um how well things might go so we just get fixated on how badly things are going to go and tell ourselves that it's all going to fall apart i'm going to make a mess of this i'm going to forget this and that um, but actually if we start instead to visualize things going really well 
Um, our brain's rubbish at telling the difference between imagination and reality. So if we imagine things going really badly wrong, um, then we start to feed that message to our brain that that's the way things are definitely going to go. And our brain kind of pattern matches that and it goes, OK, I'll make things go wrong then. Um, whereas if we um, say to ourselves, yeah, things things could go right. And um, actually, I'll just just imagine if this meeting did go well and visualize ourselves being successful, excuse me, <clears throat> and you know, maybe a few months down the line, feeling really confident and looking back on that first experience and thinking, oh, I'm so glad I did that because I've got to this point now where I feel really good about it. And just kind of, yeah, stepping into what could go right and reminding ourselves of all the skills and experience and maybe other times in our lives where we've faced challenging situations but overcome them as well and kind of drawing on that like okay this this might be a new client and it's a new challenge but if I look back to a few years ago I did I did this thing and I did really well and, and saw it through to the other side and proved to myself that actually I can um, make changes in life so yeah just just drawing on your inner resources and on that that good future picture can really help kind of step out of that cycle of negativity and worry and help you feel a lot better um, and as I say, with, with practice, we, we naturally can get better anyway, but just, yeah, allowing yourself to um, take yourself off that affection hook <laughs> and, and yeah. just get into that good. I, I love that. That's so that's so helpful because you're so, you're so right. We naturally go towards the negative mm -hmm. uh, rather than thinking this could actually turn out mm -hmm. really well or just okay. I mean, yeah. I think, and I love the way you think, you said, we do think we have to either be perfect or we're going to yeah. be rubbish. There's no yeah. light in between ground. Yeah. And how I now go into situations, which I think helps, is that actually I'm going in with a good heart. I'm mm -hmm. going to try my best. And also, yeah. I also think if I'm really that bad and I don't succeed, then I'm not going to charge anybody and I yeah. can just walk away. So it's kind of giving myself an, an out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And permission to just give it a try <laughs> right yeah and we only ever learn by um trying and making mistakes and the the most successful people in life have made the most mistakes that's how they've got to where they are just because they kept trying and kept being prepared to fail and give things a go um and yeah as, as you say those shades of gray just allowing for something that's not either terrible or wonderful it's yeah okay it might be all right and i can build on that and i can draw from that experience so Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I, it, I really like the like visualizing and um, kind of doing things. I suppose like doing things to get you, when you go into those situations. Has, has anybody watched Amy Cuddy's YouTube uh, TED Talk about um, power poses? Yes. Yes. Oh, it's it's oh, it's a good yes. one. So I used to, I've used it before, like going into job interviews and things like that. But you can use it before you go into a client meeting. Exactly, Joe's like just demonstrating for standing. <laughs> <laughs> about um changing your if you change the shape of your body and put it in a more powerful position it helps you build that confidence so whatever those little exercises you need to do to feel more confident and ready those kind of things can help you can't they as well as the sort of visualizing part of like what's this how does this play out yeah definitely so like just focusing on your breathing as well and breathing um slowly out more slowly out than you've breathed in does that make sense um <laughs> we just tend to kind of get tense and, and just relaxing your muscles from head to toe as well can really help and just kind of giving your body permission to relax it, it really feeds back to the brain and says yeah it's okay 
there's no threat here. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think, Abby, that we do this well, kind of catastrophizing? I think when we first met, I I was really struggling with the kind of what if, like what if it goes wrong? What if someone sues me? <laughs> like, you know, what if like something really terrible happens? Like, And I didn't even know what the terrible thing was really. I just had this sort of overwhelming fear of like feeling of doom, I think. Yeah. And, um, and actually like looking back over what's happened in the last couple of months, I've closed my businesses. That's surely the worst thing that could have possibly happened. And I think I've come out relatively unscathed. It hasn't been the best time of my life, but I was able to cope and I'm still here standing and feeling positive about the future. And I, I suppose like, yeah, why why do we do that kind of catastrophizing and how can we stop worrying so much? <laughs> it can take a while to learn to stop worrying. Um, yeah. But we, it, it's part of being human, unfortunately. We've got this amazing intellectual mind um, which is just capable of being perfectly calm and in control and logical and rational and motivated and just hitting the ground running every day and being like super on it. Um, but we've also got this little bit of brain inside kind of nestling in there that we've had since caveman times. That's um, what we call our primitive brain or um, some of you may have read um, Professor Steve Peters' book, The Chimp Paradox. Mm. Talks about this in quite a bit of detail. Um, so we have this primitive brain, which um, basically is only concerned with keeping us alive. It doesn't care how well we do in life. It doesn't want us to change at all. It, it absolutely hates change. Um, it would very happily have us do exactly the same day, day in, day out. It wants Groundhog Day um, because to just do the same thing day in, day out, it knows that that is safe and it will keep you alive to the next day. So if, if you change anything, um, outside of that, if you sort of start um, making strides forward in life and wanting to um, change things, then all of a sudden this part of the brain goes, oh no, I don't like that, panic alert. Um, and it is, it's like a giant panic button. So um, as soon as you start to introduce any change, um, the amygdala, the kind of control center of that bit of brain goes off. Um, and it starts coming up with all these excuses and all these tactics to try and stop you doing that change thing. Um, because in, in its very primitive mind, um, as you say, you just have this sort of sense of impending doom and you didn't even know what that terrible outcome was. Um, and that, that primitive brain just sees things as life or death. It literally, that's all it can compute is like, if I change things, if I do something a bit brave and different, then equals death. <laughs> um, so it really, really is motivated and it's very strong um, at, at keeping you held back and keeping you in that place so um yeah yeah you have to really fight together and it's funny that something is simple you talk about change and something is simple so I've gone blonde this week okay mm, and <laughs> yeah and I've I'm usually a brunette yeah and it's really funny how again I've shown that how much I've grown over time because yeah. to me it's just hair color okay yeah. I'm it's it's I'm not gonna die but my sisters are very different mm -hmm. and one of them were oh my god I can't believe you've done that I, how how have you done that how have you got the <laughs> how have you got the guts to go somewhere and, and you didn't even think about I didn't even think about it before I just sat yeah. in the chair I, went, I want to go a bit blonder and my right. husband went why don't you go to the roots and I was like yeah right <laughs> I don't it doesn't bother me 
Yeah. And my other sister's like quite angry with me. She was like, well, you should have had it darker at the roots and it doesn't look very good. My youngest daughter hates it, hates uh, it, mum, I hate it, but her mum's changed, so I, I get that. My yeah. middle my middle child, she's like, mm, I don't love it. And then my older son's like, mum, it's really cool. And yeah. I think it's as they've, as they're realising, and I just, I, now you've said that, it's just made me think about the psychology around change, something so small, yeah, someone else's hair colour, it's not going to have any impact on you whatsoever. Yeah. But the emotional responses I've had from people yes. has been, I'm, <laughs> I'm finding it quite funny because I don't care. But if I, <laughs> if I was very sensitive, I could see how that would straight away put me back in my box and think I'm never going to do that again. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And so... Again, I'm I'm feeling like I've really grown listening to you, Abby, today. I'm feeling like, oh, if I didn't, yeah. and definitely me at 20 would have freaked out, put a box dye on and yeah. hidden for a week and said, I can't believe you've allowed yourself to do that. Yeah. So, and I think it's, and that's it. It's just everyone's brain trying to keep them safe mm. yes. um, and trying to keep the status quo because the status quo hasn't killed you so far. Exactly, yeah. Not for <laughs> it's not threatening, but actually, when we realise that, it realise how actually if your life is, or your your subconscious, your monkey mind, whatever, is trying to keep you playing small, yeah. which is fine. And for some people, that's where they want to be for the rest of their lives, and that's fine. But some of us out there have got like this drive, and that you're constantly, mm -hmm. I want to play bigger, but what if? And and yeah. and so it's 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 yeah. hard to push past it, and it's. Yeah. And like you say, and I, I often put my hands up and always tell everyone in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club that I have failed so many times. Mm -hmm. But the more times you fail and the more times you pick yourself up and realise you didn't die yeah. means I think that my brain is now thinking, oh, right, well, we didn't die last time we tried something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but I'm getting used to it. <laughs> Yeah, it's also though, like, because when we go to school, we're taught you need to be the best. You need to, I, I think it's a bit different with young children now. I think that there's a kind of growth mindset is being taught, isn't it? Where it's not about being the best. You're either good or bad. You're kind of doing better yourself and things. You're competing against yourself rather than everyone else. But um, I think we were brought up at a time where we were basically, we were marked on whether we had done well or not. So we'd, we'd trained ourselves to think that. Yeah. Um, by the way, Joe, we're recording this live and we're getting lots of comments saying how stunning Joe's hair looks. So, come <laughs> um, but um, one of the things when I was having sessions with Abby and we had it was lovely, we'd have to go in and have a chat and you talk to me about like what life would look like if things were going really well. And then do a bit of a sort of um, hypnotherapy, I'd lie down on the bed, it was the best. And um, and I, I remember like Abby would have these little sort of stories at the end, and I remember, and there's one that stuck with me and it was about these birds they were flying home from migrating somewhere and um and one of the birds is like oh my god what are we going to do if we get home and our tree has gone or our nests have gone and the other ones like there's other birds saying don't worry we'll find another tree we'll find some other and they're like what if there are no sticks to build a nest from and this other bird must have just been like okay I can't help you now <laughs> that really stuck with me because I was like oh no I'm that bird and that, that really that made me really realize those that was how ridiculous sometimes it doesn't feel ridiculous when you're in it but really if I took a step back that was exactly what I was doing so and I do I think a lot of us are challenged with that definitely yeah, totally. yeah. 
absolutely. And the other thing I think we're challenged with is as as bookkeepers who really want to help people and then are scared of failure is we sometimes push ourselves into that overworking the the uh, people pleaser kind of you know we we push ourselves too much to make sure that we are perfect that we try and help everybody and we don't know that off switch and we so we end up overworking and I know I've been in burnout multiple times I've been in hospital through overworking four or five times um I'm starting again I've I'm learning I've been in this business for 18 months and I'm really well and healthy and I've found much better balance and I now have a health coach and I make sure I check in on myself a lot um I've had to put myself first which again we're not very good at because that feels selfish um but this and this is where this overworking, I think, because we don't feel like we're worthy enough to step away from work yeah. and say no to a situation. So, you know, burnout comes from a lack of confidence and lack of self-belief, I believe, because we don't feel we're worthy enough to just stop yeah. and we just need to please other people. How do people, how do, you know, so maybe our bookkeepers that have been working for quite a while, they're very successful, they've got lots of clients. Mm-hmm. I think they're at that point where they should start delegating. Yeah. But rather than delegate, because that's fearful, like you said, when you had stuff, that's like the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. So you tend to just overwork rather than pass it on. How do you yeah. move? That's like a bit more of a mature version, isn't it? You're already there. How do you yeah. how do you still keep growing to make those better choices? Oh, hmm. How do you keep growing to make those better choices? Um, well, I think the, the um, as you say, fear side of things is is it the root of all this again we just kind of think that if we let go and start delegating to other people something might happen it might go wrong they might not do it as well as me that's a big kind of thing that we we find it really hard to let go um and your business is so precious to you isn't it it's your baby you want it to go really well and you just you just don't want that mistake to happen for it all to fall apart but actually um it's, it's that mind, that primitive part of our mind, taking things to extremes again and telling us that the worst is going to happen. And if you kind of dig into it and say to yourself, is it really going to fall apart if, if they make one mistake? Okay, maybe they um, email my list something that's not quite right. Um, or I don't know, what, what they might do, just make some sort of mistake. But the chances are it's not going to bring the whole house of cards crashing down. And it's kind of just allowing your logical self to talk things through and say it's okay I've just got to kind of allow this to to be let go um and again looking to the future in that in that positive way and sort of saying wow what what if this did go really well and what if this person turned out to be amazing and I could actually just delegate all these things over to them how much more successful and productive could I then be in driving my business forward and how how much more quality time could I have myself and with my family and um I think coming back to, to often just kind of checking in with our values as to what we really really want to achieve in our own lives can help us get out of that serving everybody else um panic mindset um and just kind of coming back to saying do I want to be working a ridiculous amount of hours every week um or what you know what's my ideal life 
looking like and where can I start to kind of prune things back and make those changes that are going to help me achieve that and that can kind of help us realize that actually I'm doing a load of stuff that's not really serving me and it's not really serving that purpose um, and actually by cramming all those extra bits and pieces in um, you're as you said compromising your own health and your own mindset um, you're just operating from that kind of fear and that sort of scarcity mindset and probably not giving your full attention to those things where you really do want to excel and where you really do want to be able to give your all. Um, so just by pruning back some of those extras and those things that really aren't helping you, um, you're going to be able to put a load more energy and attention and focus into those things that where it really does matter. Um, and actually, if you can be happy and be successful um, and drive your business maybe to take on extra employees or do whatever it is you need to do to grow um, you can still serve all those other people you can still do all those other things that you are being held back by now um, but just in a much more balanced and calm and easy way rather than just feeling completely overwhelmed by it so um, yeah. does, that, does that help <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant and what that what that makes me realize is that actually when we're thinking when we're in that stress and that overwork situation, we're in like that black and white thinking is mm. all or nothing. Yeah. Um, and I like I think you said or someone said about the grey, like the grey colours start. So and I think when you're in when you're so busy, you can't you don't sit back. It is about sitting back, breathing, yeah, thinking, <clears throat> okay, there it might not be the perfect thing that my next step might not be the perfect solution, but it might be just that one step mm. closer to something yeah. better um, and stop catastrophizing is so, yeah, because we think, oh, the worst is going to happen if I do this or the worst. And actually, yeah. it might work. It might not work, but nothing really bad is going to happen. So, yeah, it's helpful. a learning exercise again and um, <clears throat> allowing yourself to fail and allowing other people to fail and just saying that's just part of growing. It's just how we get to that next level. But if we just sit here, in fear and just keep doing the same things day in day out and overwhelming ourselves we're um, never going to get anywhere but burnout as you said which is is not ideal at all and no it's not, not good, good for your business and like you said about pruning uh, you said about pruning yeah. back and yeah. and it really is about little tight if we can do something really tiny just to um help ourselves help ourselves align what we're getting from our business with what we're really looking for. Joe jo was talking about taking a step back and going, right, is this going to get me where I want to be? Yeah. We talked in our course about um, visualizing what you want from your ideal day. Yeah. And what we're doing in our business, burning ourselves out, overworking, doing all the things, isn't yeah. us close to what we really want our goal to be. Something's got to change. I think we all think we have to do everything right now and suddenly hire loads of people and all of this. But even if there's just one little thing we can prune, one little task we can outsource to a VA or something that we can shift a piece of software that will streamline something for us to free us up a little bit more. That's what it, we're, all we're in talking about tiny steps to feel comfortable, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And sorry. Sorry, I was going to say it doesn't even have to be a business thing. And this is one thing that I've learned. It can be getting someone to help out with your ironing it could be yeah. someone a cleaner it could be some not washing the car at the weekend and spending 10 pounds at the local car wash so, tiny incremental things that doesn't have to be all business and you know you're taking on the world it can be and also another thing I realized is that 
if I want to change something in my business, I can do it one client at a time. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to change everything across yeah. the board today. It no. can be, I can look at my worst. And how I learned to do this, and this was through a coach helped me do this, was to take my worst client, the one that was causing me the most pain, the one when the, when they phoned, it was back in the day when they used to phone and not email. But when, <laughs> when, they, when the phone rang and I used to get that feeling in my stomach like oh my goodness I know this isn't going to be good mm. deal with that client they're not bringing me what I want so what I'm going to do is either disengage them yeah or I'm gonna really up their prices so I'm being paid the worth of the stress yeah. or I'm going to bring someone else in to deal with that just deal with one client at a time yeah. and make that better and you'll see the like incremental shifts towards positivity across the whole business it's it's amazing yeah, incredible when you just start as we said pruning and just kind of getting rid of those things that are really taking up your stress and energy and time how everything else just starts to take off and all of a sudden you can just see possibilities where there weren't possibilities before and it all just starts to make sense um and you're no longer just running around chasing your tail you've got a clear plan um yeah. and i think it's it's so important to kind of <clears throat> build things from the ground up um, rather than just dealing with things as, as they come and be kind of proactive in how you schedule your time and look after yourself um, rather than just being reactive and, and coping with all the things that get thrown at you. So um, making sure that you schedule in time to do things like exercise and give yourself some time away from your business. Um, it sounds counterintuitive, but it's so important to get that headspace where you're not thinking about your business to actually allow your brain to process stuff. Otherwise, you're just constantly stuck in kind of overload and overwhelm. Um, and your brain's not had time to sort of join up the dots and, and look at the bigger plans. So you just need that that time away sometimes. Um, and yeah, making sure you're doing your exercise, um, looking after yourself well, sleeping well. Sleep is such a huge important thing for, for our brains and for our mental well-being emotionally state and if, if you can build those things in and make sure that you're um you know recognizing that you're a human and you need looking after you're not a machine um <laughs> as your first priority and then how can i make everything else in my business work around that um that's such a, a powerful and such a, a nice place to be so much better Fab. There are so many brilliant tips there for people. Um, thank you so much, Abby, for coming on today. Um, where, how, what's the best way for people to find out about you? Is there, is there somewhere they can connect with you? Yep. So I have um, a free Facebook group, um, which is called Master Your Mindset with Abigail Rogers, um, and that's that's growing rapidly, and we've got lots of kind of chat going on there at the moment, which is lovely. Loads of tips and insights. Um, I'm doing um, a masterclass today in there about when you feel like just giving up, um, coincidentally, so <laughs> that might be, might be useful. Um, and um, yeah, there's some, some good kind of networking opportunities in there as well. So um, come and find you, it's Master Your Mindset. Um, and I also have a little membership going as well, um, which is- Oh, is great, tell us about your membership. Um, so that's called Thrive and that's based on uh, mindset coaching and hypnotherapy that's, that's what i do um but actually helping people get out of that place in life where they're just surviving um, and actually get to a point where they are able to really um understand their mindset and how it all works and be using their brain in the most efficient way to grow and to thrive in life that's the whole the whole premise 
Um, so it's building confidence, building motivation, building all those lovely, useful, positive skills that we need um, in life and in business together to where we want to be. So, um, yeah, I can pop a link over to you if that would be helpful for people. That would to be great. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, Abby. We'll link to all of those in our notes, uh, in our podcast notes for everybody to find to find those and connect with you. Um, yeah. And just a reminder to everybody, if you haven't already, connect with us in our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. Like I said, we'll be running our five-day challenge to find clients on LinkedIn starting on the 24th of August. So we hope that you'll be there to join us for that. And we will see you next week for the podcast. Take care. Yeah. Thank Bye. you, Bye. Bye. Bye.